Welcome back to the Drum Network Podcast. I'm Senior Reporter for Tech at the Drum, Chris Sutcliffe. On this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about all things Web3 with three experts from across the space. As we know from the sheer deluge of emails that we get on a daily basis about Web3 and its applications for marketing, we know that there's a real hunger for content around this. So without further ado, I'm going to ask my guests to introduce themselves. All right. My name is McDonald Perdellis. I'm Vice President Creative Director Web3 for VMLY and our commerce. Um, and basically, we uh, overall branding ad agency all over creativity. Um, and what my role is uh, basically to bring in our clients into Web3 space uh, correctly, um, walking them through the do's and don'ts and kind of like, um, you know, basically getting them involved in the metaverse properly. Nice. Fantastic. Well, you have tons of brand experience there. I just wanted to ask quickly, when did they have a sort of, when did you have that first web three specific job title? When did that come into, into effect? Um, actually, um, I think I'm the first, uh, in the industry, um, yeah. vice president, creative director, web three, uh, February 14th, Valentine's day is when they, uh, came up with the role and it's been, it's been pretty interesting. I was going to say, yeah, there's there's so much happening. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Margaret, same question. Who are you? So what's your interest or kind of interactions with the Metaverse and Web3? I'm, I'm Margaret Manning. I'm a non-executive director of uh, Ripple Effect, which is um, Reading Room, Fat Media and Ronin. And I've actually been involved in the Metaverse since, uh, I believe, since 2015. Um, because my definition of the metaverse is very wide. So we'll probably get onto that uh, later, but I'm also writing a book on management in the metaverse and um, with the business, with Reading Room, with Ripple Effect, uh, we're very, very involved with helping companies and brands look at strategy for Web 3.0. Amazing. All right, absolutely fantastic. Delighted to have you on board. And Tom, last but not least, who are you and where do you sort of exist within that Web 3 space? Hi, yeah. My name is Tom Hall. I'm uh, head of strategy at Unrivaled. So we're a full service um, digital agency. I guess I have a personal passion for sort of Web3 um, and the kind of crypto space in general. Um, but through my work at the agency, a lot of what I do, not dissimilar to Margaret, is is, find, is looking for strategy of how we bring, I guess, traditional sort of Web2 businesses and to kind of help them to get some benefit from Web3 technologies. So looking at how they, we can unlock the opportunities from the metaverse, NFTs, things like this to kind of unlock these new channels for them, really. Amazing. Well, thank you to the three of you for taking the time to have this chat. Um, I know that it's so expansive that realistically we could do eight episodes on this. But for now, then, I think that it's important to put this into context, because when we talk to marketers about the metaverse, often it's something that they haven't, and Web3 in general, often it's something that they have heard about, you know, they've read about it, they might be sort of clued up on it, but it's not necessarily something that they have experienced firsthand. So, Tom, could we stick with you? And when we talk about kind of Web3 for marketers, what do we mean when we say that? Yeah. So for me, it's about it's new. It's a whole set of new marketing channels, a whole set of you know kind of new digital products that they can um, they can work through. With in the example of kind of NFTs, it's new advertising models. It's new ways of um, of kind of communicating with your with your customers. And for me, it's about these are all technologies that allow us to get closer to our customers, to get more immersive one-to-one relationships with with our um, with our customers. I mean, I think a great example I was just thinking, I was chatting about with a friend uh, the other day was around, if you think about something like air miles um, or 
nectar points. It's like, when was the last time you actually, everybody collects nectar points, but when was the last time you actually spent a nectar point? Has anybody, has anyone ever spent a nectar point? Does anyone know how many they've got? They've been collecting them for 20 years. And I think that was just, we were talking about this today and, you know, and if we look at like the marketing opportunity with something like that. So if we if say we take, for example, you know, air miles and we mm. think about how, you know, how could Web3 kind of better that whole experience of loyalty through, um, you know, through 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 um, these new technologies. And like that great example is if an air mile, for example, represented was a token and represented a, um, so an air mile was actually, you, you earned a crypto token as part of that. Um, then, you know, it would simply be a case of connecting your digital wallet into that experience. And then once you're in there, you can then, you know, you can start to, do a lot more sophisticated stuff. So one of the examples would be, you know, being able to say, for example, issuing an, an NFT straight into that wallet. And then, so, so if you're on the plane, you know, a time limited NFT gets pushed into your wallet mm. and it's, 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 it's this ability to kind of, yeah, interact with them. Um, as, as somebody that flies a lot, Tom, and has a lot of air miles, I love the concept of <laughs> basically you're saying fly to earn. Mm -hmm. that, that'll do it for me. Fly to exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, something that you've kind of flagged up there already is this idea of uh, Web3, you know, NFTs adding utility to consumers, which is something that I think we're going to discuss later on. But Margaret, you were also there talking about, you know, the, the metaverse in some form, shape or form, whether that be gaming, whether that be kind of some virtual spaces, whether that be some of the underlying tech has been around since what you said, 2015. I well, wonder, maybe you could take us through some of what you meant by that. Okay, the metaverse is to me. Everybody has a different version of of definition of it. Yep. It's not a thing. It's the things. There are many, many uh, metaverses. The metaverse is not Zuckerberg's um, teams with uh, donkeys or whatever it is that he has. Um, the metaverse is at, the metaverse. <laughs> oh my God! I'm just looking at you, Ria. Sorry, go on, carry on, Margaret. We'll get you. Yeah, we'll McDonald's going to come McDonald's. back. <laughs> But the metaverse to me is any digital environment where you can you are completely digital. Mm. You are 100% digital. Um, you're not attached to real life in any way, shape or form. You can buy digital clothes. You can buy uh, digital houses. You can go on digital holidays. And you have obviously a um, digital husband, digital wife and probably digital kids. Um, it, but I think just to... It's, and and I've I'm uh, been playing uh, online team games for many many years, and to me that is a very light version of the metaverse. I don't believe you need a virtual reality set to be in mm. in the metaverse, although that's coming. But we've got to be really careful here because um, the headline is Web three, and Web three can't really be concatenated with the metaverse and web3 is something so totally different and i think has a very different um outlook for marketeers if you think you know gavin wood um coined the term in 2014 and the term is actually a philosophy well it's more of philosophy less trust more truth is his uh, headline and that is a hugely different um, prospect for marketeers um, and, and, and quite a challenge, an interesting, fantastically creative challenge, but it's not a challenge that the metaverse or the similar challenge to the metaverse NFTs and crypto. Yeah, 100%. And actually, just to go back to something you said before we go to McDonald, we had one of the best 
pieces we've ever run at the drum on the metaverse was from um, James Welly, who said, you know, what? actually, this is just gaming. And what we're talking about here yeah. is being described as transformational, but it's the world of Warcraft auction house. You know, it's buying new skins in, in Call of Duty. It's all kind of reiterations of the same stuff. But Don, you reacted very strongly there when you when uh, Margaret mentioned kind of uh, Zuckerberg and his own ideas. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like um, I, I feel like listening to her talk and listening to you guys talk, I feel like I'm in a room where um, people understand what's happening when you mention the word Web3. It's basically just an evolution of the Internet and the tools that we already have. Um, so you had Web1, Web, Web One, which was your, your broadcast only HTML. Then you go to Web2, which is what we know, like your social media's interaction where brands come into place and control distribution models or have a part into it. Now you go into Web3 where it's kind of you're adding these new tools, like Tom said, where you have decentralization, you have the metaverse and meta worlds. They're, the metaverse has always been here. There's, and you look at one of the big ones that's happening right now is Fortnite, you know, um, and you look at yeah. Sandbox, you look at these things that will constantly be shaping. These are all tools that play as part of the Web3 component, blockchain, NFTs, what we can, uh, I can talk forever, guys. Oh my God. Like, this, this, <laughs> well, I, I, I just wanted to come back on that one, McDonald's. So I, I, you know, I originally started a digital agency in 1996, so right at the beginning of, of Web 1.0, which we had a lot of people say to me, well, it's going to go away, isn't it? It's, it's not a real thing, blah, 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 very similar to what you hear now about Web 3.0. Um, I don't think that Web 3.0 is just a a change like Web 2.0 was. Web 3.0 is, is, to me, seems like a fundamental shift because you are now running it on the blockchain on top of the internet. Whereas previously we were running it on um, the World Wide Web on top of the internet. So we've shifted quite considerably, not only in technology and the underlying technology, but also in the philosophy. And the, the, the concept of trustless, the concept of whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know, but mm. the concept of the shift to data belonging to the individual uh, rather than belonging to the corporate is a massive shift. It's, 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 yeah, potentially huge transformational. And we could talk about that for like McDonald's yeah. for, for hours and hours and hours. But we do need to keep this specifically focused to kind of the, the talking points around marketers and what this actually offers to brands. So, Tom, I wondered in what, from your experience in working with brands, to what extent is it sort of beholden on them to keep abreast of what is possible? And to what extent is it sort of uh, on the industry and, you know, agencies, practitioners in, in marketing to let people and brands know what is possible? Yeah, I yeah, I think I think it's on us all to educate ourselves about new technology. You know, if you if you're a, a you know a client who who runs a, a you know a digital estate or a digital a head of digital or something like that, and you're not thinking about about this, then you're probably in the wrong job because I mean you know the opportunities are clear, and I think it's that thing you know you do you do a little. Uh, you know, uh, even if you do a shallow dive, a, a little bit of research into this, like the opportunities are so obvious. You know, you do a deep dive into this, and you're not coming back. <laughs> you're not coming back. <laughs> once, you, once you're into this, you, you see it's the future, and you've only got to look at the brain power that's behind this. You look at the teams that are behind these projects. They are the best people in digital, the smartest people. They're the heads of maths at Cambridge. They're the, you know, it. <laughs> 
these the, you know the, the cleverest people you know they don't don't fail generally so you know i think it's it's so obvious that this is where it's heading and um and i think from an agency side it's I, the way i see it at the moment is that you know the, the, it's still a, it's still a very much a minority um thing right that most people still couldn't tell if you know you stop someone in the street most people couldn't tell you what a blockchain was mm. so it's like well most people couldn't you know wouldn't be able to name you know name um you know metaverse probably apart from maybe facebook so it's like it's still very very early across all of these things and i think that the big opportunity for the agency is actually bridging that web 2 and web 3 mm. gap and it's actually you know looking at the what what problems can web can the web 3 solve you know and how can we start introducing that and, and what are those first steps and i think you know the concept of the digital wallet is probably the single most exciting part of it it's a marketer's dream um so yeah perhaps we can go into that a little bit more later <laughs> yeah certainly yeah, yeah but there's that's so interesting i was talking to sort of the um somebody who on behalf of the agency virtually worked with coke uh, to develop their sort of range of limited edition nfts and he was saying that it is about solving a problem there and it wasn't just doing it for the sake of it so yeah. do we think and i'm just going to throw this over to the panel is there the danger here that having you know seen as you mentioned the fact that so many smart people are putting time and effort into doing this right is there the danger that we almost launch ourselves into web3 and the metaverse without a sort of a plan for how to develop that i'm just going to jump in i think brands have to be really really careful and and they have to kind of play in the space first and understand how their target is behaving in the space and kind of behave accordingly or kind of accompany them support them in that space because what happens is you have all these communities in Web3, in metaverses, in NFT communities, they behave a certain way and brands see the opportunity and what they're creating. These certain projects from like Board Apes to Goblin Town, which it, all of that, you watch how how they're behaving and there's opportunity for brands to use it um, in, in the way people are behaving in that, like Tom said, the digital wallet it's 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 a way for the brands to communicate directly with their consumer and they have to be careful on how they come in they just you, you don't just copy transform recreate you kind of copy transform understand and then recreate mm -hmm. um so what, who would you say some of the brands who are doing that well at the moment who have taken the time to explore and like you said play in that space I mean, you I, you you mentioned Coke. Um, I I think I think they're really really smart. Not because they're my client and I'm working. <laughs> with them. And because you watch what they're doing, and you know they're one of they're they're one of the brands. One of the reasons why I I I realize the brands are going to be the ones that uh, make it adoptable to the masses because they're going to create these tools. Um, work with like custodial wallets where I just need your email address to start to bring in the audience that they currently have into the space in the way that they behave, whether it's a, a, a program that they're currently doing. How do you take, even from a shopper marketing perspective, how do you take that um, your loyalty programs and turn it into tokenomics, like, uh, and, and watch the behaviors in the space? Like, it's just, brands just have to kind of play in the space, like I said, and then start to understand it and grow, you know, like this is just phase one kind of let's get into the web three and build and could narr narrate and navigate that brand story to align with our brand story up here. Mm. It might be slightly different, but it it follows that same ethos of what the brand stands for. Yeah, totally. That absolutely makes sense. And Margaret, I wondered then, you know, 
building upon that, who do you think is doing uh, that really well from a brand perspective, actually making sure that they are well-placed to take advantage of that early mover um, position? Well- I'll, I'll I'll change that question around just a, a little bit more to to go back on and, and the things that McDonald was saying yeah, because please. I'd like to to pick up one point that that he said there, which was um, brands need to belong to the communities to understand the communities and the way that the metaverse and communities actually work is uh, it's it's quite a a change from um, how the, the the kind of push advertising uh, that happens. It, in real life, in the real world. And the way that games have actually created these communities and built communities and kept communities and kept communities together is quite stunning. The loyalty that those communities have for one another. And that's an opportunity for the brands. So I suppose then the, the question that naturally follows, and I'd like to you know address this to Tom, because obviously you've got a, uh, a sort of a different, you're coming at this from a slightly different perspective than, than our other guests. Where do you think some of the, I suppose, the excitement around the metaverse as it currently is, is coming from, from brands? Is it the ability to talk to communities? Is it that ability to potentially monetize further down the road? Where do you think some of that initial excitement is coming from? Yeah, I mean... I think the greatest the greatest example so far has been Nike's acquisition of artifacts with yeah. the, the digital trainers, right? And I think that, that introducing that but we we have a lot of clients who work in in, in retail and fashion and and the, it's opened up just a whole new world that's that's equally as big, if not bigger, than the world we're in today around digital fashion and around um so I think I think I think that's that's probably you know, the, one of the best examples there, you know, this, this idea of, you know, if you imagine, if you imagine when you buy a pair of trainers or you buy, you know, something that you can have the digital version of that. So let's say you get a limited edition, I don't know, a limited edition Gucci dress, one of only a hundred made, and that comes with the digital version of that dress. So you, your avatar can also wear that dress. And so you can wear it online and offline. And then it becomes, it's an NFT. It's a collectible asset that can be sold. You could sell that limited edition dress onto someone else who could buy it. So it becomes, so it has this thing where, you know, you can start merging those, those the real world with, with the, um, the metaverse and i think i think it's, it's, it's the, <laughs> the exciting thing as well is that you can use the metaverse to sell physical products as well you can mm. and you need or you could use it to sell digital products and vice versa so it's i think it's that i think it's the interaction between i guess uh the, you know the web 2 and the web 3 side of things that um yeah it's, it's kind of the most exciting that makes sense and we've seen that from oh sorry go on margaret yeah, I was just I was just going to say yes, absolutely, and I completely agree with you. And I'll I'll hands up for the Gucci dress. That's fantastic. However, um, you've also got to consider that quite a lot of people that are currently on the metaverse don't want their real life and their digital life to actually cross over. Those are, those can be. They don't have to be, but they can be two completely different things. And as people seem, in my experience in the gaming world, maybe just all us gamers are a bit weird, um, I, I will accept this, is that we don't cross our, we don't cross over. Yeah, I think, I think what we need is um, the industry kind of needs to study it from um, both sides, L- look at the behaviors of, of you know, the gamers. I, I being a gamer myself, I realize the gamers won't cross over if they don't want to cross over in, in, into the NFTs. And, you know, that's that behavior, but has more people start to come in, I think um, it, it becomes more kind of 
I think I think we, we we would want to to have NFTs, but the NFTs might be different. I mean, exactly. I, my my Gucci dress is not going to suit me well on a spaceship, is it? I don't you know. know. Exactly. It, it, it exactly. completely depends, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's about it's about it's about understanding both behaviors, mm. and I think we're stu- we've studied the IRL in the real life and the traditional branding, but we haven't really put enough studying into exactly. you know how people are behaving in that space, and then we can figure out ways to integrate IRL interactions with digital interactions because not everyone's exactly. going to want to be full-time metaverse not every you know so or or web three so so yeah if you, if you imagine the b2b context though so let's say for example you're using the metaverse for a trade show a digital trade show and um it's a way to kind of you know showcase you know better better visualization of products and product demonstrations things like that if you're acting in a professional context within the metaverse for example you might well want it to be a representation of yourself i get it in a gaming context or in a personal situation you might want a complete you know digital alternative to yourself whereas there are times where you actually do need to represent yourself and you can imagine then in that context having having uh you know and absolutely tom you, you can have many versions of yourself and that's again <laughs> something that you can't have in real life or it's even difficult on in web 2.0 but in web 3 and certainly on the metaverse i mean i have i don't know how many versions of myself in in my games and i'm, yeah. I'm sure mcdonald you've done the same well, i was going to say if, if i if i could walk around with my you know Rocket League season three championship winner type around that in real life. I would love that. But Tom's really brought something up, which I think we should, uh, we should dive into, which is which verticals and sectors do we think are most likely to be well-placed to take advantage of this moves to web three? I'm going to say, I think it's, it's shopper and commerce. Cause you know, you look at commerce, it's about, you know, buying and selling and how, how, how consumers are behaving with product. And I think once we're able to integrate a web three tools into commerce and into shopper marketing into IRL going to buy, you know, a product we'll use Coke. For example, you go buy a Coke product, you scan that physical product, whether we're using XR, AR to integrate with it, bring that into the web three space, um, giving people interactions with digital assets and tools that they can own just for shopping and engagement, not necessarily looking. Brands have to kind of, this is just my opinion, I think kind of look at it now because the space is so early, going in and and being part and supporting as opposed to looking at it as an opportunity to make um, money or to make more dollars. So when they look at these investments into the Web3, look at it for a long term and use it as a tool to kind of help them adapt and evolve because we're in the bleeding edge of this technology. And every day there's something new coming out that makes it simpler. So that that's what I had to say on that. That's the sector I think um, is, 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 is the most fruitful for me. And just before we move on, to what extent then do you think McDonald's that's predicated on existing audience habits around, you know, being habituated now to to buying and selling online? I think it, it's 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 predicated on that that behavior a lot, and because understanding that behavior and then looking at the behavior of Web three, just finding new ways to kind of integrate the two together together, and it's it's through experimentation right now because you could see what brands are doing if you look at Adidas, Adidas. Um, the way they did theirs, they literally went straight to the creator and the creator of the, the, the tools that, that group that created that and they work the 
you know, the creator like kind of walk the client through, here's a wallet, here's how we do it, here's the communities, like that whole process, you know. So like brands are are pretty much going to have to kind of like use this stage right now has like a a, a learning, adapting, I, I say um, crawl, walk, run mm. into the weaponry space. Like if you want to crawl, just make an NFT, an auction. If you want to um, walk, you know, play around, do maybe do a partnership in a um in a decentraland with another brand. If you want to walk, if you want to run, create a collection. Um, you want to run, create tools that play in different meta worlds. You want to run, um, you know, there's so much that the brands could do, but right now they just have to look at it from that crawl, walk, run approach into the, the web three. Makes sense. And Tom, you mentioned B2B before as well. Should we be looking beyond consumer goods here to something like education, fintech? Which are those kind of those those brands that don't necessarily immediately spring to mind? Do you think are well placed to take advantage of Web three? Yeah, I think I think like the obvious use cases with Web three are kind of have been very much today around the kind of things that you can easily see, right? So it's you know retail or um, you know gaming, um, art, the art world, things like this. Whereas I think the really interesting big changes they're going to make less less impacts on marketers i think but more more on uh, i guess like uh, solution uh, architects and things like that around when nfts like when they start getting used for their um utility so things like you know nfts when they're linked with smart contracts or data oracles or or when they're providing kind of other types of utility across different things like centralized finance or uh, GameFi, things like this is where you really start to see, you know, see, see the difference. So it's, it's things like, you know, if imagining your house, you know, if you were selling your house, for example, as a, as a or in fact, investment's a great example, I think, of mm. where we're going to start seeing these things. Community funding. So if rather than a kind of a large organization needing to fund, say, a uh, property or development, if that if each of those new things represented was represented by an NFT, uh, through things like fragmentation, you could, you could, multiple people could own a portion of that or contribute to the um, fundraising for that development. So I, I think I think the really interesting stuff with Web three is kind of the more like the B two B or the or the the financial aspect to it, or you know um, as opposed to just things that are kind of. Um, yeah, I guess they're immediately obvious. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I, I, the next question we have on the docket is, you know, should we be skeptical about claims of Web3 being transformational? I think you've all made a very, very strong case that it actually is going to be very transformational. So I'm going to flip that question around ever so slightly. And I'm going to ask, in light of, say, the, the current crypto collapse, and in light of examples like Axie Infinity, which saw, you know, the, the biggest crypto heists um, and, you know, the, the kind of the, the end of an NFT game experience. So should we be considering that brands will be reticent to go all in on this? And how would you go about kind of assuaging some of their fears about, about Web3? I, I would say, um, yes, we should be skeptical because it's it's a new space. Mm. We're, we're learning the new technologies behind it. We're learning, you know, uh, what happens, um, how people are hacking, how hackers work together. So, you know, we need more, I think, um, uh, even government is coming in with KYC and all of that. Yes, we have to be aware. We have to be because it's a new space and 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 has a brand. You know, like you can't just burn. <laughs> you you can burn it, but 
you look at like top of mind awareness, brand perception, it, it could be, it could hurt the brand a lot. So you have to always go in being skeptical, making sure you know the dangers that, and it'll help navigate through the space without being skeptical. You, I, I don't think the brands uh, are going to be able to navigate. You have to be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame in a way that some of the, uh, the, the crypto heists aren't as interesting or as um, story led in a way as some of the heists we saw on like Eve online, which did have that kind of perpetual online economy beforehand. And some of those heists were amazing, like year long uh, capers to, to, to steal a bunch of money. Really, really interesting to read about. But I wondered then as we sort of go into this new age of um, Web3 for marketers and Web3 for brands uh, who, as you've mentioned, looking to build communities, looking to build that revenue strategies, looking to build those long-term engagements with audiences. What are you all most excited about when it comes to Web3 for marketers? And Margaret, can we start with you if we could you know, pick one thing that you are really, really keen to see develop over the next couple of years? Oh, I'm going to go to follow up on, what, uh, on the things that Tom was saying. Yes, the... Um, Fashion brands are, are obviously front of mind, but the fintech space, uh, DeFi, um, D and the tokenomics, the economics of Web 3.0 uh, are what I'm fascinated by. I'm, I'm a chartered accountant. I'm a recovering chartered accountant, so <laughs> I, 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 I can't help that. And obviously, the way that game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way that gaming is going to start interacting not only with brands but then into the wider b2b communities as well if you could bottle the amount of effort that a gamer puts into uh, a game and just give that to any government department we would see things change very radically so how can how can brands how can b2b learn from as well as work with and um, talk to these these new communities. That's, That's what I'm fascinated by. That is such an optimistic and succinct way of sort of answering that question. I think that was that was fantastic. Thank you. And Tom, what are you sort of most excited about then? You've obviously had um, you've obviously given some examples there that go outside the kind of the obvious, uh, most visible iterations of the metaverse and Web3 so far, but what would you say is most exciting about the, the ability to use Web3 tools for marketers? Yeah, I think I touched on it earlier around, I think, uh, not. I mean, I think the digital wallet brings so many opportunities. I was having a conversation with um, Chrissy at Cardstack about CardPay and, and uh, the, the ecosystem that they're building there, allowing developers to build to build kind of experiences that no through no low code approach inside the wallet, mm. and and I think I just think this this notion of once once everybody has a digital wallet, um, I just think the opportunity for marketers is just you know it, it's insane because you know we loyalty can start being based off of wallet contents. What's it you know you know what's in your wallet can can give you access to things. And, and I just think the, I, yeah, I just think, I mean, recently I've, I've bought some uh, music NFTs from, I don't know if you've used Record Shop, which is part of Daft Dapper Labs mm. um, uh, solution. And in there, so I bought, it, it was just such a great way to buy, to buy, you know, to buy music in a, in a whole new way in the, and for that, for those limited edition sort of music tracks to come with value add things, you know, I got, I've got video interviews came with them. I got, I got some nice limited edition cards that came and, and like, for me, I just think 
<laughs> there's just some great stuff that's kind of here now that people and i think when this really gets when people really do kind of um it becomes much more mainstream i just think there's going to just going to be just some awesome um mm. uh, activations around um yeah music nfts for example and how and yeah and yeah but yeah for me the yeah the, the digital wallet itself and is is the big opportunity for me in terms of marketing and McDonald, what are we gonna? What are you sort of most excited about in that space? Um, for me, what I'm most excited about um, for brands, marketers, um, and the consumers is the creativity. Mm. The creativity that's going to come out of this once we have creatives understanding how to break boundaries, create that aha moment, create that that feeling that makes you feel about a brand. Leveraging what we can do with the smart contract. Now, I mean, you have NFTs that change over time that you have nfts it's nighttime the visuals the nighttime if it's daytime the visual the creativity and what you can when you start to merge smart contracts with ideation and how to reach a brand's objective like the possibilities are, are endless i'm more excited about like seeing the creativity that comes out of it and the creativity that kind of changes things for good like i've done you know NFT projects where, you know, African NFTs, where we help people make NFTs on their iPhone mm. to, you know, change their lives, watching artists sell products, art and, you know, change their whole lives. So like that. And, and, you know, now you're seeing people are leveraging that tool of like tied a charity wallet to it. I think that's, that's a given that's like, that's just like a must. But now what else can you do? How else can you push? How else can you affect change? How else can you affect change in the physical environment? So I'm excited about creativity in this space and um, what we can do. Uh, so unfortunately, now is the time where we sort of have to come to an end of the discussion. And normally I say thank you to my guests for you know making it such an easy process. But in fact, you have given me a hell of an edit job this time because I want to keep in as much as I possibly can of this discussion because it's been absolutely fascinating. But for now, thank you so much for listening and goodbye. <laughs>